Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, yeah, if you just heard Lucas Panzika's update, Sean Payton out in New Orleans, to which Blaine immediately said, yeah, man, that's been the rumor. I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah, well, they said he was going to TV. They didn't need a break. I think he needed a break because he couldn't figure out he couldn't get a quarterback. <laughs> so he just said, I need, to, I need to take a break to kind of clear clear my mind a little bit. I don't know if he's going to do TV or not, but that's what a lot of conversations was kind of comparing it to Tony Romo, Drew Brees, about, hey, you can still make a lot of money uh, when you're done or if you need to take a break and still be involved and keep your name out there. Sounds something, you know, like that he would do because he's still fairly young. Like, well, how old is he? Is he he's he's not even? He's 58. Yeah, he's not 60 yet. So. No, he's yeah. he's got to be the the coach of the Cowboys after he sits out a year, right? Yeah, just playing the waiting game. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's got to. Hey, who does Sean Payton oh, replace in New Orleans? Uh, it wasn't Jim Haslett. It was Jim Haslett. Okay. Who is out today as Titans inside linebackers coach. Happy Jim Haslett day to everybody. Yeah, the Titans were so mad about how bad the offense performed that they fired a bunch of dudes that don't coach the offense. This is, hey, man. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking. This is just like the NCAA basketball. It's like we're so mad at Will Wade and Jim Beheim that we gave Donnie Tindall a 10-year show cause. So this is what the – our guy Brent Doherty just woke up this morning and just started tweeting news. Uh, Jim Haslett is out. He's the inside linebackers coach. He was hired February of 2020. Uh, he also said that they were going to fire assistant def- defensive line coach uh, Kenichi Udizi. Uh I, I think the defensive lineman played okay this year. I mean, Big Jeff, Danico Autry. Is assistant, right? Assistant defensive right. line coach. So, so we're firing actually people who really had no cloud and influence very much at all on anything. Game planning, uh, even uh, you know, even teaching them what to do to a certain extent. They only have you know a limited amount of time and – I mean, the, actually, the position coaches, the guy has all the clout. So, you know, they, they fired some guys. Those guys were going to be fired then before the, you know, whenever the season was up. That's how I look at it. He's influential. I mean, then Haz is the only one, and he's an older gentleman, and uh, they might have done him a favor. I mean, oh, yeah, I got one more year on my deal. Oh, good. I'll be out in Florida somewhere in Destin on my beach house or something. 66. So he's been coaching for a long time. What about assistant special teams coach Matt Edwards? They They fired that guy. Uh, they they fired assistant yeah and then assistant strength coach strength and conditioning coach Mondre yeah. G I looked and yeah. his, his pronunciation is like the letter guys. G it said yeah yeah mm-hmm. but Glennon had that Buck had the assistant special teams coach yeah well I mean great job by those guys getting I'm not in the business of uh, breaking any news uh, but uh, yeah that that had nothing to do with nothing in my mind as far as uh, what happened in this game as always uh, the position coach coordinators and head coach along with the uh, GM so. Yeah, that's that's hilarious to me. I mean, because some people are going to buy in. Oh, they fired some coach. Well, they they didn't fire anybody that uh, that really had the cloud. Oh, by the way, Hazlitt, you know, he may have told him, hey, man, shake deal, man, I'm tired. Hey, man, it's right. time for me to go. Oh, okay, we'll let you go. Hmm, we got a guy named Jim Swartz on the, on, the, uh, on the staff, too, who, you know, didn't have a formal title. Oh, he could just be a linebacker coach. Seems yeah. like, as you told like me, fit. it seems like before the show, you may have mentioned that's what uh, Schwartz once did in the same building. Yeah, he did. He Coach of like, linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's where he kind of started his roots and everything else. Really sharp guy, very intelligent, uh, great football acumen, uh, as we've seen throughout his career as a D.C. and as a head coach. So, 
Uh, not sure that's the direction they go. I have no insight, as I told you, or, or inside information from anybody. That's just kind of seems like logical, but it could, could not be at all. I mean, who knows? He, he may be interviewing for head coach jobs. I have no idea. <laughs> So that's uh, that's the entirety of it. If you if you wondered, Mike Vrabel had spoken, and you know he got asked about making changes, and a bunch of different guys. Uh, none of these names came up, uh, but anyway, Brent Doherty reports Jim Haslett is out. He's the inside linebackers coach. Also reports uh, assistant defensive line coach Kenichi Udizi. Uh, Haslett was here two years. Uh, Udizi was here one year. Uh, assistant special teams coach Matt Edwards is gone. He was in his fourth year with the Titans. His third as assistant special teams coach. And then uh, Andre G reported out by Glenn, and I think this was actually his first year on the staff. So uh, as of now, no other uh, announcements about staff changes that we have seen. I know there's been a lot of people calling in today, and here's the thing. We've got a, basically we're going to do our Ding Dong of the Week segments we normally do on Monday. Uh, we'll do Ding Dong of the Week coming up at 120. So if you want to add any of this Ding Dongery, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys this. I have a 10-part ding-dong this week. <laughs> Now, that is funny. You got, a, you got that many ding-dongs? It's just one. It's just really long. It has 10 <laughs> parts, this ding-dong of mine. I have a 10-part ding-dong this week. So if you got a ding-dong, you can hit us uh, in the next segment or anything you want to talk about because the Titans didn't make staff changes. Maybe that is something you want to include in your ding-dongery. Uh, this week, courtesy of Mark Spain Real Estate, uh, MarkSpain.com. That would uh, they make that possible every week. So we'll do ding dongs. We'll do Coach Mac at two twenty. Other than that, again today, we will have plenty of time for you to call in. So you got something you want to weigh in on? Something you want to talk about? Heck, if you're still mad, which it seems like a lot of you are, six one five seven three seven one zero four five. We are giving you a forum, and we were talking about this downstairs earlier. If this has to go on all week, that you need to talk yourself through this, call in. Because anytime we're not talking, we will take your phone calls again on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Heck, let's just start here, Blaine. Doctor C, yeah. not Doctor J, but earlier in the alphabet, Doctor C is on the line. <laughs> wants to talk about these staff changes. What's up, Doc? Hey, hey, hey! First of all, I was trying to get in with Bud, and I wanted to say, Bud, have a little bit of confidence. If I was at the stadium, I'd want to take a picture with you too. You are a celebrity, and you're the man, Bud. Now, about uh, Spain talking this stuff with Jeffrey Simpson, uh, we need to send Spain for a uh, psychological evaluation. <laughs> If they can't fix him, then he needs to go to a psychiatrist and get some medication. Do we know what he said, though? Or I think he, a bunch of curse uh, words. Curse words that we can't say? He's my ding-dong of the week. Th so that is my – oh, man. We doubles down. All right, sorry about that. Okay, he, needs to, he, he needs to get some help. Taylor Lewan, uh, Taylor's good. Taylor can't stay on the field enough for $12 million for me. Mm. Uh, too many games, he turns an ankle or something in non-contact pregame warm-up. Uh, he's getting <laughs> killed by somebody. He, he manages to tweak or something, and he got to come out and set out two or three quarters. Taylor's made his millions, and I figured he's decided he's not going out with CTE when he finishes playing. He's going to live a life. Family enjoys some of those millions. And I, he's good when he's on the field, but you can't be worth $12 million for me when you're not paying uh, enough. Gotcha, Dr. C. Thank you. I'm sure Buck appreciated all of your praises that you threw his way. Yeah. I, I, well, I guess they were he's having those excited. conversations. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, 
I, I guess we don't want to make the assumption that everybody's going to have CTE that plays football. Yeah, so come I'm, on, man. Let's... I'm not going to say that. Uh, but it will be up to debate if Lawan is on the, the you know the roster at that rate. It's kind of interesting. You know, you look at his numbers. Uh, I think you have his numbers or everybody's numbers. And that is, I, I would love to know what is he? Fourteen million on the cap, but it, uh, his salary, but he's only like three million on the cap. So, oh no, I got that rascal right here. I'll tell like you, like it's doable. But uh, he also came off of an ACL surgery, and he fought through that. And you know what? I'm I'm a little bit with the caller in that I need him to stay healthier. Uh, these last, let's say, three years of not actually, he's missing games. You know, three years ago, he missed four games for PEDs. Last year, he only played like six games uh, with the ACL. And then this year, he probably missed about four games maybe. I don't know. I'm just guessing off the top of my head. So I'd like to have a little more consistency. So I would love to have him back maybe at a reduced salary. I don't even know if that's feasible. I don't even know what he's making, Mickey. You kind of take me down that road. His uh, Taylor LeWan's, uh cap hit this year would be 4.69. Oh, 4.0. If you cut him, his dead cap would only be one point seven. Yeah, that that <laughs> that's eye popping. So that can happen, uh, and they, you know. But now, as everyone's talking about this, you also, you know, as an organization, you have to have your plan for your blindside tackle. Sure, you think, okay, we're going to bring him back for less. Well, guess what? One, if he's not available, and someone else, you know, that's what the agents get paid for. Yep. And so you now have to have someone else on your radar. For about the money and salary you're talking about spending, maybe it's seven million, half of that, or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe ten million. So you go out and get a guy who you think is durable and won't miss as many games as he's missed. I don't know if that's what they're thinking, uh, because there's risk reward with everything, as everybody's talking about Tannehill. But at the same time, you know, can you get somebody better? And then with his cap hit, it's almost impossible that you're gonna, you know, have a different quarterback here at least for one more year. Uh, so. Those are all the things that the organization, the coaching staff, GM, everybody sitting down, the position coaches, you know, kind of tell you where he was at. And, you know, eventually he started playing better and being more consistent. Uh, I just don't know if it was enough for that salary. to yeah. And if you have an out and your cap hit is not very high, this may be the time to do it. I'm not sure. Because you may be going a different direction. You may be Ben Jones is a free agent, I think, right? Yes. Saffold has a, a big number, right? As far as uh, so, you don't want to kind of Saffold's is twelve point eight seven five to keep him and two point three seven five to cut him. Mm. So his is about ten million, and Lawan's is almost thirteen. That's what I was seeing yesterday. If you just said we've got to have money, and you and you let Lawan Saffold and Jack Rabbit walk, that's thirty point four million in cap savings. Just, just for those three guys. Not to say that you can't re-sign those guys, right? Not to say you couldn't rework something or push money down the road or whatever, because you could do that. But, but if they just woke up tomorrow, uh, I almost said Vin Diesel, but Vin Marino, who's the capologist guy down there, not Vin Diesel. But if Vin Marino just woke up tomorrow and walked down the hall and told J. Rob, "I need thirty million, and this is this is that's how you could get thirty million in like the blink of an eye." Well, you also can extend other players' contracts too. Yep. There's always a you know couple ways to skin a cat. Which is how we got to where we are with Tannehill with him having a $57 million cap yeah. hit, yeah. dead cap hit this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's always tough to find, you know, tackles, uh, <laughs> good ones. And I would definitely say Taylor Lewan is a good one. I just don't like his durability here these last three years on missing games. 
so that would be in the question. Most of the time, those guys really, if ever, miss any games. You know, maybe one here or there. Uh, so if they felt like he's uh, got over the hump and the snide and he'll be better next year because he'll be able to basically rehab his whole body and get stronger all over the place instead of just focusing on what I heard is in the interview, just his knee and trying to get back right. At the same time, when he was trying to get his knee right, you also have to work on all the other body parts as well. Uh, so you just got to make sure you be cautious of that. I, I think Dyson kind of went over that. Uh, I've never had a severe injury like that, so I, I can't even say. But I've watched guys go through that injury, and they tear the ACL the next year. They tell the patella tendon. My and Lawan talked about that, about trying to come back from one thing and it leading to messing up other that's stuff. That's what he said. He had back issues. So, yep. I, you know, my partner in crime, Mark Robb, uh, he tore his ACL. Then the next year, tore his patella tendon. This guy was all pro, all everything when I was a rookie. And then, uh, you know, he never got to that that level ever again. He was a good, great player, but he was he was going down, you know, a buyer road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was getting picks every day, and it just that just didn't happen after having two, you know, basically reconstructed knees. Mm-hmm. So that that that's what can happen, and you start seeing, okay, where do we go from here? Still a really good player, but can Lawan in the trenches in this style of offense? Is he going to be there game in and game out? Lucas says we got to go. Uh, he played 15 games in 2018. He played 12 in 2019, the PED suspension. He played five in 2020. He played 13 games this year, 13 out of oh, so 17. You, were, you you literally I almost got every off. one of them. Yeah, right. that was pretty darn good. <laughs> All right, when we come back. Uh, we got a couple of phone lines open, 615-737-1045. It'll be time for Ding Dong of the Week. You want to react to the Titan staff changes? Heck, maybe you're just still mad from Saturday. We're here for you. Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, normally we keep their heads ringing and do the ding-dong of the week on Monday, but we knew you guys just, Blaine made the call, our director of content, he said people just seem too mad to talk about ding-dongs today, so we figured we would just move our ding-dongs to Tuesday, so we did that. That's what Lucas told us. Go to (laughs) MarkSpain.com, get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing, or as we like to say, don't be a ding-dong, use Mark Spain. It is that time we will get to our ding-dongs. As I said, uh, I actually have a 10-part ding-dong this week. As wow. as a Ding Dong of the Week award. And I just kept finding more and more numbers that worked. I got all the way out to 10. So I'll share that in just a minute. But uh, as he customarily is, our buddy Eric from Nashville will lead us off in this Ding Dong segment. Eric, share a Ding Dong with us, my friend. Hey, guys, first of all, I just want to say I'm glad you moved it today because I'm definitely a lot better moved today <laughs> considering what happened yesterday. I actually, I, I, actually, guys, I have two Ding Dongs, and I think you'll like both of them. Hey, guys, my first one has to go to Antonio Brown. I guess you heard about what happened yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I saw the news yesterday where apparently before the Los Angeles Rams Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, he posted Instagram post wishing Tom Brady luck, all the luck in the world in the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then allegedly after the game, after the Tampa Bay loss, he posted another Instagram post. It was a, it was a snapshot of him. Where he was running off the field, where he was frozen, he got his shirt off, was throwing up his hands, but under, but uh, where he's holding a sign, where he posted, where it says "Bucks eliminated." Above that, it's a crying meme, and above that, I think it either says "can't" or "I can't." I mean, this guy is just a piece of work, guys. I'm telling you, wow. it's 
you know, your in reports now that he's getting called from a couple of teams. It's like, well, I thought you needed ankle surgery because you had issue with ankle. And then now there's a report that he's interested in playing with Lamar Jackson. If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I have nothing to do with this guy. You can't trust him. And the thing is also, uh, you look at all the head coaches' organizations he's burned, some of the top organizations, and he won the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay. Why in the world would anybody take a chance on him? You hear Everybody says, well, it's that thing. He could suffer maybe mental illness with a concussion by Vontes Burfitt. But there are reports now that uh, that happened earlier, that he did this even before that. So I don't know if I buy this. It's just this guy is just not worth it. And my second ding-dong guy has to go to Aaron Rodgers. And here's why. This is a guy, remember a while back when he was doing the championship in France and Soldier Field saying, I own you, I own you, I own you, guys. Well, that's all good. And certainly he owns the Chicago Bears. But guess what, Aaron? The San Francisco 49ers own you. You own four against them in the playoffs. And before you start going around bragging you own somebody, you better be careful when you do that because what goes around comes around. So, Aaron Rodgers, you get my other ding dong because you cannot beat the 49ers when it comes to playoffs. Y'all take care. Eric. Dropping his ding-dongs. The ding-dong that goes around comes around. He's not wrong. Yeah, that, that was a great one. 0-4 against fact. the Niners. Yeah, even on the A-B. A-B was like, yeah, yeah, I miss me. That's what he's saying. No, you messed that up, bro. <laughs> yeah, I would be moving forward. Maybe if he was on the field. But guess what? Here's how the organizations look at A-B because he can still play. You now can get him for cheap cheap labor and still get an excellent player and you ask your coach say can you just deal with them for a certain amount of time until he explodes and by the way as i said before ryan clark said this guy was like this when he was in pittsburgh yeah and then when he got his money it got even worse uh and he said tomlin just dealt with it Uh, so i i don't you know a lot of people want to make excuses none of us are behind the scenes and know anything about him personally but when someone says that that was his teammate and says that's just who he is and it's kind of like an uncontrolled, competitive-natured deal where it all starts and then it turns into something else, uh, I, I probably would believe that who saw him every day at practice. We have multiple ding-dongs uh, in the Zone TV chat here. Um, uh, man, it's, it's it's moving fast here. Let me see. Um, Ding dong of the weakest people calling in saying, let's go get Russell Wilson. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't think about any of the financial problems that would happen with cutting Tana wheels loose. Yeah, it's not <laughs> fantasy football, guys. They You can't just say, trade this guy. It doesn't work that way. There's there's too much math involved. Adam says. Yeah, well, and to add to that, though, a lot, you know what spoiled and changed everything? Stafford and golf. Well, sure. So everybody, oh, no, you can just do, do that. that. Yeah, it's easy. Well, you got to find a partner. You got to figure out how your salary cap situation is going to work out with that. And you have to have capital to actually trade for them, whether it's players or draft picks. Um, so, and people want the now. And I get it. The fans want the now. But also, if you want to go down that road, uh, which I don't think they can do, uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see if they even dabble in that. And we'll never know. But uh, I just, you know, you can say Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Are they still great? Because they're sitting at home right now, too. I mean, as much as I I know they're better players, uh, they're in different schemes and systems uh, to a certain extent where they have a lot more freedom uh, to throw the ball. Uh, And I just don't know if that's going to work here. I I wish it would, and I wish it could happen. Uh, Being frustrated at the same time, I, I I just don't think anything like that 
is going to happen at this point. Everything settles down. They're going to kind of go back and look at Tannehill over his three years and say, this is who he is, and this is how we manage through it. If, if not, man, uh, to me, they should just go ahead and, like, we're, we're going to tweak our offense just a tad. We, we, we gotta, we're going to see if he can be the guy. I'm serious now because if not, he's just going to keep getting us to this spot, and then we're going to get eliminated. Right. You only have such a window. I mean, it's so long in the window. And to me, next year is getting close to the end of the window. Uh, so, yeah, I think you got to ride it out. Adam says in the Zone TV chat, the Ding Dong is the guy that got squared up by Diggs. If you didn't see it, a fan ran on the field. and just, Oh, yeah. I know you that. saw it and got blasted by Diggs um, of Buffalo. Tomahawk. Uh, did, you, did you see that? Oh, hold on before you go. to. Did you see that, Lucas, when Diggs tackled that uh, fan? Yeah, the- he leveled him. Right, I mean, you saw it on Twitter, then, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see, see it, in the it game. during the broadcast. No, I mean a lot of players. The fan reason the why I'm asking you is, and you guys is, I would be scared to hit a fan because one, if I hit him and then I hurt him, yeah, by accident. Like, is I mean, am I now asking for a, a lawsuit, even though he was on the field of play? I wouldn't, take and a he chance. was standing there. Yeah, it wasn't like a play was going on, and he, right. you know, you getting him out. He, I mean, everything was stopped. And he went out of his way almost like would he have done that to a Buffalo Bill fans is why I bring this up. Because you're in Kansas City and you know it's probably a Kansas City fan. Kansas City's chief fan. So he went and leveled the guy. He did. I don't I don't anytime somebody run on I'm I'm not running into them. I'm not tackling them. I'm stopping and just letting it all play itself out. You know, if they come over and do something to me, now right. that's a different story. But to go seek them out and seek out the contact, they could have anything on them or with them or any kind of craziness. I mean, I'm yeah, just I gonna, would have been more scared than he. I don't know what's going on I, here. I would, I would just ease right. He ran on out it. of his way and hit him, blasted the guy. Yeah. yeah. So and he ran out of his way. I mean, he ran a good ten yards. Hit him. <laughs> he he got to run and start. He was like he was a, a defensive player. He's like he was safety. Yeah. I, I I don't know about that one, man. I now <laughs> I, I'm like, nah. I'm gonna leave that guy alone. I let the the police handle that. We got multiple ding dong downings in the chat. Uh, Mary Dawn Randall says ding dong downing, no question about it. Uh, nephew Selly says uh, ding dong is the New Orleans Saints. They're in salary cap hell, and now Peyton is leaving them. By the way, for just joining us, Sean Peyton uh, stepping away from the Saints at 50 years old, uh, so he can be on TV for a year and then join the Dallas Cowboys. I said Blaine is using his head. Yeah, like don't go tackle the crazy person on the field. <laughs> Prometheus. <laughs> oh, okay. MT. Okay. Hey, Weighing we, we in on got, that. Who's that? It's uh, Collins one. What's that say? Thank you, Blaine, for taking a photo. I like sitting in the seat next to Mickey. Now you can read I can, everything. I can see everything because I, I have, you know, no computer screen over there. You gave your son a cupcake. Uh, easily, her, she says, thank you, Blaine. Uh, oh, yeah, for his birthday. It's Collins. Thank you, Blaine, yes. for taking a photo oh, of me and my great. son at the game and even giving him a cupcake for his birthday. Yeah. Easily his best memory from the game. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was. I, I don't know how old he was, but uh, he wasn't a happy camper, so I was trying to cheer up his day. Uh, ding Dong of the Week. So you guys have kind of hinted at your ding dongs. You, Blaine and Lucas are sharing one this week. No, is that, is Bl- that... Blaine can have Quentin Spain. I forgot I actually had another ding dong. Okay. Oh. Okay. Big Spain. Go ahead, Blaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Quentin Spain is, uh, <laughs> I mean, he Instagram or tweets out or, or something on somebody else's, uh, maybe even on there on, on his Instagram or someone else's Instagram, but he's just talking mad crazy. And this is kind of, people got to see a little behind the scenes of how guys talk to one another uh, when you're going against your former teammates uh, 
and I, I can go through a you know laundry list of story, but a good story, not more so using that kind of language. Is you know you're texting now and, and calling your former teammates, and say, hey man, tell such and such he better watch out. Good one is Lorenzo Neal telling me to tell Randall Goffrey don't run in there like that, or I'm a I'm a hurt him, and he didn't say that like that. He said I'm a you know yes, up yes. to him. So say hey, he said he followed that up real nicely and said, and I do like him a lot. So tell him that. I said, oh, okay, I will. I will relay. This was by then a former Titan, Lorenzo Neal. He was with Cincinnati. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah. I've got a good backdrop there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was with the Bengals. Funny, we played the Bengals lost. And and I was injured, and I wasn't playing. So I told Randall. Randall was just like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm going to get him. Okay. I said, hey, man, I done worked out this dude. I I, Hey, this guy's not the one to be playing with. (laughs) He says, oh, no, I know. I said, hey. I said, seriously, Randall, just, just, he said, (laughs) <laughs> just don't 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 hurt yourself leading with your head. That's what he said. Don't be leading with your head because he said that thing gonna be rolling off your body. Right. I mean, he said it in a nasty way, and he sure. was, he was in game mode. This is going to the game. I'm on the bus, and he calling me in a whole. His voice is totally different than when we hey chopping up. Hey, let's have a good time. I was like, uh oh, this is not good. So, it sounded like it was Dark Vader. Like I'm a I'm a. I was like, ooh, hey, so uh, what who, happened? Who is this? Oh, so I'm going to tell you what happened. This is what happened. This, I'm sure I'm going to tell you what happened. We get in the game. Lorenzo Neal, Cincinnati Bengals, going against Randall Goffrey, and they go head on. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Stop. Oh, no. Don't do it, Randall. <laughs> he hit this guy. He hit Randall so hard. Randall fell down, and his pride got him up. And he wobbled to the sidelines. Wobble. He wa- I mean, wobble. He was in it. He had a concussion. He he was wobbling to the sideline. And so I'm running down, telling the because I'm looking from afar at, at the other end because I'm trying to stay out of his way. But I'm watching it, and I knew it was going to happen. And I run down there, yell the trainer, "Get Randall! Get Randall!" Randall comes off. They grab his arm before he gets off the field, you know, and and bring him and sit down. And they talking to him, going over to can you see and this and that. <laughs> and so after all that leaves, I got to finish it. Randall looks at me, and he's got tears rolling down his face. And then he's still in football mode. He says, how bad did it look? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, hey, man, I told you, don't run in there with your head. And so, I mean, man, he's just that powerful. You got to know how to attack certain players. You got to have your game plan. You up. know, and so that's the, I'm up here sweating now, man. Just thinking about that whole whole deal. I mean, it was just exciting at the same time. He got Donald Mitchell too that day on kickoff. He just gave him a drive by form and hit him driving by. I, yeah, it, it reason well, what why about D He's not going at it. No, it was on kickoff. Oh, he was on kickoff. He just hit it. him on the on the drive by and boom, he, he cleaned <laughs> it Concussed him too. All right. <laughs> A reason why I told oh. Randall this, because typically I don't like, you know, getting in the middle of stuff like this, is because, you know, Lorenzo's a good guy. Randall was a great guy. We had the same age. We were good, you know, good friends in his oh, family. It, <laughs> is that uh, I, I didn't oh. want to see something bad happen. And the, the backdrop is to it is I saw Lorenzo Neal when we played for the Titans <laughs> tell me all week and everybody on the team, when we're paying the Ravens, that he was going to annihilate Ray Lewis. And I'm serious now. He said it every day. He says, I'm going to call him. I'm going to tell him I'm going to hit him dead with this Rydell. He kept saying Rydell, and I'm hitting him dead in his jaw. 
he hit him dead in his jaw, depleted him, and rolled him like he was a, a rug. He rolled him like a rug and yelled to the sideline, see, I told y'all, this is what I'm going to do. So this guy is not a guy to be messing with. You do not run head-to-head into this guy. He's, just, he's too powerful. He's a pit bull on steroids, like and he wasn't on steroids. Good Lord. I'm talking about Barry Bonds like, these days. I, I worked That's out with him in the offseason a couple of days. I couldn't work out with him ever again. He's the only guy ever, ever. He he had my leg. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. He had up me doing these squat things that I, I – it just didn't – he was laughing at me. He was laughing. I just like, man, how many reps are we going to do, man? He said, we're going to do till we drop. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I can't even walk, man. <laughs> I don't know how many reps, man, this guy – Oof. Who did he call, little buddy? Hello. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, he called everybody. <laughs> everybody was a little buddy to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was man. He was a powerful individual, and he ended up playing like 15, 16 years at fullback. At full. Hey, I was retired like five years, and I ran on the field and just gave him a hug and said, "Man, how are you doing?" He just started laughing. He said, "Hey, man, they can't get rid of little buddy." <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my yeah. gosh! So, uh, we, so that oh. was a lot of ding dogs, but oh the, that wasn't going there. Oh, okay. My other that was one was so worth it, though. Oh, here's my realistic one. Oh my ding <laughs> dog! I got to give you. I know I told you a great story there, but is the Bills kicking into the end zone with the 13 seconds left? They should have squib kick, squib kick. By the way, guys, is just trying to kick it through the ground after the first line and make sure it hits somebody and goes on the ground. They have to return it yep. so you take off precious seconds. That could have took three or four seconds for sure off the clock, and maybe that wouldn't have got the last pass to Kelsey. I agree. See that? See that's game management. I guarantee you, Mike Vrabel would have squib kicked. So that was my other uh, ding dong. Keeping it sports all the way. <laughs> Here's You're still laughing. Oh, gosh, yeah, I've, I've hey, saw. man, this guy's. Remember, I told you he put something in my coffee, and I, t- I said, I'm never doing that. I thought I was going to have a heart attack running out the tunnel. I said, hey, man, give me some of that coffee. He said, yeah, sure, here. And he gave it to me, and I took a couple of sips. I ran out of the tunnel, and my heart was beating so fast, I, I thought I was going to actually have a heart attack. I, I, I got scared. I got that scared. I went and told the train. I said, hey, man, something wrong. I don't know. I can't breathe. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And so I went over to Relenzo and said, hey, man, what is it? That coffee? And he, he said, uh, he just started laughing just like that. He said, oh, some of the low daddy secret sauce. What the heck is wrong with you, man? It could be anything. It could, it could be, be anything. anything. Exactly. And I said, I will never do that again. I'm not drinking anybody's no, no water, no nothing. I was like, I'm not doing that ever again. I really thought I was going to have a heart attack. You think Lorenzo Neal still drinks the secret sauce for uh, anything? You think I that was think deer, he, I don't think he needs to get spray. pumped up for anything. <laughs> but he, man, I don't know. I, no, no. But man, this guy, he was he was a character, man. He was a he was an absolute oh. great dude, character, and kept everything light in the locker room. Oh. Got to have a guy like that in the locker room, man. Oh, you got to have. I wonder who the Titans guys like that. Oh. Like, like, I mean, I mean, he would do crazy stuff. He would like, okay, he was a big time wrestler. We came out the same year. He he pushed the sumo wrestler out of the out of the thing, right? He just was a champion. All right, we get in the in the in the locker room. He challenged every every offensive lineman that he could pin him in like three minutes. He pinned every last one of them in three minutes. I mean, we talking about six five three forty. He would pin him. They would tap out. Did he get Bruce Matthews? No, Bruce said, no, nope, I've seen enough. 
<laughs> he said, I've seen you do enough booze. I believe you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't go first, though. No, he, did not, no, 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 no. he didn't go first. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, um, all right, let's, Lucas, let me compose myself. Let's take this break. There's people on the phone. I need to give my 10-part ding-dong. People are weighing in with ding-dongs on the on the chat here. We just got ding-dongs and low Neil stories everywhere. Yeah, Let's catch our breath. We'll be right back. The heck wrong with you, Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. I'll get to my 10-part ding-dong in a minute, but we want to make sure to take your phone calls today, 615-737-1045, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Bam in Nashville will lead us off in this segment. What's up, Bam? How y'all doing today, fellas? Fantastic. Great. You know what? I think we can have a ding-dong of 2022, not for the week. I think for the year. (laughs) Man, what's that? A mighty big ding-dong. It is, and I, the award goes to drum roll, please. <laughs> Todd Downing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. Listen, man, there's just man. Look, I just don't see like, yeah, Ryan's regression has a lot to do. I, let me just say this: I want to see how his comp. I pray we don't keep him, but just in case, whatever. <laughs> I just want to see how his his confidence is going to work with this. Now, you know, I tell Mike to go take uh, Sean Payton out to dinner and just kind of see if he can kind of see if he can bring that OC over here. You know, I mean, I, I think that, may, you know, but, yeah, Downing ain't it, man. And I don't know why Mike wants to torture us again. You know, I know what they're saying about the Sean, I mean, uh, uh, what's his name, um, Sean Bowen, Shane Bowen. But the thing is, when Mike actually named him defensive coordinator, he let him have the reins, but he also brought in somebody to help him get this defense where they where they needed to go. Mm. Twenty twenty, we didn't have a defensive coordinator. Am I right or am I wrong? Nope. Well, depending on who you ask, they would say yes uh, or no, but uh, sure didn't. Okay, seem cool. Like it. Yeah. So, but now with this year it being on Shane, we saw results from Shane. We also saw results from Todd. Todd ain't it. And these boys, like Blaine just said, we have a very short window. We have a very, very short window. After this year, you know, I doubt we see Julio again. You know, Eric, I mean, Derek is starting to, you know, age a little. These boys don't have forever, and we don't have 24 years for Todd to get it right. You know what I'm saying? I think we need to go get that boy Tim Kelly, and I think we need to ride off to the sunset with this, man. There you go. Bam. The, the guy uh, from the Texans? Yeah, the Undertaker's brother. Oh. Uh, let's get uh, Dennis mm. in Eagleville next. Dennis, thank you for calling. You bet. Hey, guys, you know, I wanted to give props to, uh, I guess it was Amani Cooper, who um, a hooker, I mean, mm-hmm. who slid and stopped Jamar Chase and the other guy um, from Jamar Chase from getting a touchdown in the game. I thought he that was one of the best plays of the game, and it seems to be overlooked. So. Oh, Hooker's Hooker's a great player and a real nice first year as a starter for this team. 
Yeah, um, yeah, who had a lot of playing time. Uh, yeah. What are you talking about when the Chase got the, I guess, I'm not going to call yeah, it. Yeah, the screen, the, the catch yeah. and run. Well, yeah. I don't even know if that was a screen, but, yeah, they just threw it out there to him because they're playing off coverage. Yeah. That's why Fulton, the next series, then started playing uptight in bell technique when you have deep third because in the league you just throw it out there, and it's hard to tackle those guys in open space in the league. Yeah, I mean, 57 on the first one, I think. Yeah, that, yeah. and then it never really nothing big happened again until, you know, on other guys, but just out cuts and things of that nature. Uh, yeah, that was a great play, great hustle. I think Cunningham eventually was the guy who made the tackle, who hustled all the way down there. Somebody slid, as he mentioned, and made him cut back. I saw Bayer chasing as well. Uh, you know, that's just pride in the defense, live for another down. So I don't recall, did they get points on that, or did they not get any? I'm gonna, They got a field goal. Yeah, I, I want to say they got a field goal out of it. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you save, you know, four points there. Uh, in, which, in reality, which you can look back over the film, if you would have won, said that could have been a winning play. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, I've got a 10-part ding-dong. I know you have uh, a second one that you would like to share. Let's uh, let's get the ding-dong out in the open here. Yeah, I was going to go Quentin Spain, but I actually have to go Lawrence Tynes, former kicker of the New York Giants, former Super Bowl-winning kicker, and now he hosts a podcast for the New York Post. He quoted this blurb, a quote from Joe Burrow from back in October from NBC Sports, where Burrow said, it gets way louder in the SEC than any of these NFL stadiums, asking about the environments he's been playing in as a young player. Lawrence quoted it today and said, to be fair, Joe has never played at Arrowhead. Having said that, he is in for a rude awakening. There is no place louder in sports, and it's not up for debate. It very much is up for debate, and Lawrence Tynes is my ding-dong of the week because Joe Burrow will be playing in front of 76, 77,000 screaming fans at Arrowhead, however many there are on Sunday. But he's also played in front of 84,000 screaming fans on the plains at Auburn, in front of over 100,000 screaming fans at night in Tuscaloosa, on a weekly basis in Death Valley, I think Joe Burrow is going to be just fine. Lawrence Tynes is my ding-dong of the week. Isn't it funny when people, when people kind of sound off on something, you realize, okay, this guy doesn't have any idea. Have no idea. The dog he's trying to pet here that yeah. is going to bite him. And yeah. he's from Scotland, which is cool. I didn't yep. know that. He kicked for the Giants. You know, He's based out of New York, I guess. Uh, so it's okay. He doesn't know much about SEC football, but he's very wrong. He's my ding-dong of the week. All right, my 10-part ding-dong, Titans offense, is my ding-dong of the week. Um, here you go. Numbers 1 through 10 included in this ding-dong. They couldn't get one yard. For a two-point conversion, and three times during the game, they couldn't get that one yard. So there's your one, two, and three. Mm. Only four people caught a pass for the Titans in that game. Five times this season, they lost a game when turning the ball over three or more times, including this one. My number six in the six in this ten-part ding-dong is actually a double six. They scored six points on six first-half drives. Seven and eight, the offense missed on seven of eight third downs in the game. Oh, man, this took a lot of work, man. I'm interested to see how this closes out. Nine is the number nine sacks that the defense got that the (laughs) offense still couldn't do anything with. And here you go. My final part of this 10-part ding-dong, 10, which is the number of second-half points that the offense scored when it needed 13 to win. Ooh. 10-part ding-dong. That was a little sound of those rhyming there. I wasn't even trying to rhyme. Yeah, that's, that's rhyming there. Uh, Titans offense is, is my ding-dong of the week. L- literally all you had to do, because we talked about it all week, I had the turnover number. It was it was 11-2 and two when they had two or less turnovers and 1-4 and four when they had uh, three or more turnovers. Or, yeah, three or more. And what did they do? They go out and they turn it over three times, uh, including the last the last pick 
when they weren't being aggressive, it didn't seem like they weren't. They seemed to con- content almost to either kick a field goal or just let the game go into overtime, and even that didn't work out. Mm. By the way, that was NWI, and I think other people have said this. That was his first and only target of the day. It was on the last play of the game. Had to get him in. Yeah. And, and they, the corner just said on the route, too. I think it was Eli Apple. It was Apple, who that was the guy by saying, pick on him this game. Yeah. And he, got the, he got the very last laugh. Well, him and that kicker, who's telling people over for. there about to go to the AFC Championship game. Say, so, uh, let's take one last uh, one last phone call. John in Clarksville, what's going on, John? Yeah, I just uh, want to chime in on on Tannehill. Uh, it seems like it's that last pass uh, when you were going down to try to win the game. Now that pass, what I saw, that pass was on the numbers. Now I've seen Tom Brady and other quarterbacks just throw it in there, just like that, just as hard as that. I've seen Brett Favre do it. I've seen the receiver catch it. Now, if that receiver catches that pass, we're talking about a whole different thing here. And I know there's plenty of plenty of blame to go around, but if he catches that pass, we're talking a whole different game here. And I think people need to think about that. But it's a fair point, John. Uh, um, I mean, it it did get to his hands. Um, it did. Uh, a lot of people say it does. Well, I mean, he reached his hands out. But I Apple think- had a hand in. He right. was he covered. Said, well, I, yeah. when I'm talking about sit on the route, he said on the route he didn't. He broke his cushion. He didn't believe that he was going to run past him, and so he said and broke on the play. And I, maybe NWI got a hand on it, but he didn't get two hands on it. And it was a lot of traffic around there. We could talk about uh, what did you think of that play design? You had uh, Ferkser down. You had Ferkser underneath. Yeah, I, I didn't. The play design was fine. I didn't yeah. think he should have just dumped it off to Ferkser. Yeah, take what they're giving you. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Also, we don't know the fundamentals of the whole play. Did he run it deep enough? Did he come back sooner? I mean, or was he supposed to run it shorter? I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that we don't know that's a timing route that, you know, that uh, went for not. So I, I just, you know, that was a tough one there. But, man, he sure had Ferks across the middle, you know, don't easy play. And he would have ran for a first down, too, by the way. That's why I gave my ding-dong not just a Tannehill or Downing, but the entire offense. They all get a ding-dong. Final ding-dong of the year from them. Uh, all right, uh, we got to take a break. Hour number two coming up. Coach Mack in about 20 minutes. Also continuing to uh, take your calls if you want to jump in the mix, talk about anything. Uh, we're here for you. 615-737-1045. Blaine and Mickey.